Hey guys, welcome to Because I Said So, the podcast where we discuss age and how it affects how we perceive ourselves, how we perceive others, and the conversations that we have because of it. Thank you for listening, and please leave a review to support the podcast. Thank you. Hey guys, we have a very special guest today. Her name is Margot Smith. Margot, do you want to introduce yourself? Hey everyone, I'm Margot. I'm 16. I go to school with Virginia. We've been having lots of good conversations lately, so I'm just, I'm happy to be here. Yeah, and so recently Margot and I were kind of talking about um, just like the social and political climate recently. And so Margot, do you kind of want to intro kind of, I guess, just the conversation that we were having um, regarding stereotypes and everything? You know, we were just talking about, you know, I feel like right now the political climate has been somewhat toxic when it comes to, you know, stereotyping people who disagree with you. I think, you know, right now people need to do a lot better on expressing, you know, what they believe in rather than simply attacking people who disagree with them. Yeah, and there is so much going on right now, and so I wanted to ask kind of how you've been staying up to date and how you've been staying involved, getting your information, et cetera, kind of just to start. Yeah, of course. You know, I think it's really great that people are using their platforms to spread information. I mean, it's helped me get lots of links to petitions and stuff, you know, that I can sign. There's lots of links to donations, which is so, so wonderful, because without all these people who are being really vocal, I don't know that I would be able to find these petitions to be able to sign. And I think, you know, that's like the biggest thing I've been getting my information from is from social media. But with social media comes, you know, lots of misinformation, especially Mm -hmm. when there's like a really hot political climate. So when people do, you know, spread things, I think it's really important that, you know, you research it so that you can fully understand what's going on and that you aren't led to believe anything that might not be completely true. Yeah, and I think that um, obviously we've seen with social media, and I would say especially things like Twitter and Instagram, there is such like a resurgence, or maybe not even a resurgence, just like a surge in children and youth um, taking a lot more initiative with activism and their opinions and voting. But I also think that there is a downside to that. Um, Kind of, yeah, again, like what you were saying of where it becomes this very toxic, environment um once you kind of get out of that like echo chamber of people that agree with you and kind of it leads into like a fear of making mistakes so do you want to kind of talk about that too yeah i think it's like really wonderful that younger people are getting into politics i think it definitely is going to help end the stigma around age and you know maybe not being fully educated because i think lots of adults like when younger people do express their opinions, they're like, oh, you're young, what do you know? And honestly, right now, I've seen a lot more younger people doing work than I have seen older people. Like, I think there was a group of students who went and like um, gave a presentation about going back to school with masks. And I think that that's so, so wonderful. And one thing that people say a lot, and it's a huge assumption about age. I hate, like both parties say this, And I really hate seeing it. But when people say, you only believe this because your parents do, I hate seeing that. I don't think people realize that by saying that, they're saying, since you are young, you don't know what you're talking about. But that is kind of what you're saying. And while a lot of influence, 
you know, does come from your parents, I think people, you know, they can form their own opinions as well. It's just like growing up in a Christian household and believing in God. Like you can go to church every day and not believe in God. You still have your like own opinions, even though it does come from influence. But to say that someone's opinion is invalid because they're younger is completely unfair. Yeah. And I think I I totally agree with that. And that's kind of also something that I haven't even thought about as much because I feel like when I um, think about that, I just think that people invalidate kind of based on the thing of like age. Um, But I, I don't think as much about like when people say that thing about like parents, because I do think that obviously sometimes there are some people that don't search for their own information and that don't um, really do that. But I I agree with you in that the majority of youth, I think, especially now where we have these um, little, you know, like um, encyclopedias in our hands, like we have access to so much information. And I really like the comparison you made there um, relating it to like going to church because there's plenty of people that grow up in, um, you know, like Christian households, Jewish households, Muslim households that like don't believe in whatever, um, like religion that their parents subscribe to. So I think that it's interesting. It's also interesting to look at, um, I would say like maybe more so I feel like children tend to lean towards what their like parents' political beliefs are over like religion. And I think that that's interesting too, because I wonder like what the disconnect is um, there. I think, I think maybe because I think everybody in a sense subscribes to a certain political um party or political idea but i know we also talked about this in the sense that there is so much that is made partisan that is not necessary to be made partisan and there's so many stereotypes that go along with that so yeah do you want to go into that yeah so i think two of the biggest things i feel like should not have been made into a partisan issue are wearing a mask and black lives matter those are two things I feel like should just kind of be common sense, um, especially wearing a mask. Black Lives Matter, I can get where it splits because I think the biggest partisan issue is what we should do about police brutality. Like, I think like most humane people can agree that, you know, people like black people should not be killed by police at the rates they are right now. It's absolutely ridiculous and something needs to be done about that. But I think, you know, the steps to getting there is what people are disagreeing on because Mm -hmm. some people want to defund the police. Some people don't think that that's the right step, you know, to take. So I think that's where it splits. But I think stereotypes become made when people try to make it into a partisan issue especially with wearing a mask because you have those really radical Trump supporters who don't want to wear a mask. And then it becomes the stereotypes, the stereotype where like, you know, Republicans don't want to wear a mask. And I think that that's not true um, at all. Yeah. But yeah, no, well, and in saying that, um, if you're okay with me saying this, Margo is, a Republican, but it's, it's like, again, and I'm, I would say I I am a Democrat, but it's like, there's these things that we put these people in boxes and in labels. And I'm sure that hearing Margaret talk for a lot of people who are democratic, you're like, that's not what I thought a Republican was, you know, it's, it's cause, um, again, like we hear we're in our own little bubbles and we create these stereotypes. And I think it also creates this, um, culture, like a fear 
to put our opinions out there because you are so afraid that somebody's going to take it the wrong way. I know for me, even I'm like afraid to repost a quote on my story or something sometimes. Cause I'm like, what if somebody's going to like pick at this one, like little word, like one word choice that they used and just tear me apart and like on Twitter, things like that, things that people mean well. And if you were having a face to face conversation with someone, you would not say half of the things. And I know yeah. that's so cliched, but like you would not say half of the things that you're saying online. And that's why it just becomes this really, really toxic, toxic environment, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think that's why it's so important to learn how to have civil discussions with people. Mm -hmm. And like back to what I was saying earlier about, you know, expressing your views instead of simply attacking the person for what they believe in. Because when you do that, the only thing you do is further polarize the person that you're talking to. When you fill when you fill them with hate comments, death threats, and all that stuff, that's not going to make them want to agree with you. That's not going to make them want to hear your perspective. That's just going to make them hate you and everybody who agrees with you even more. And so that's where I believe we should, you know, an example of this is like right now, like abortion is a really hot topic. And, you know, I think it's important to be like, hey, you know, I'm pro-choice. Um, I believe that you know, abortion should not be made illegal. I think that um, by doing that, you are controlling women's right to choose. And I think that's completely unfair. And a good way to express your views is providing statistics and examples of where abortion has helped women. And it goes vice versa too. You know, I've seen lots of pro-lifers who are like, oh, every liberal is a baby killing monster. And that's just not productive at all. I think it's so much more important to just say what you believe in and not attack the other side because when you have these civil discussions, it's people are more likely to listen to you than when you go into it hateful. And I think when you have discussions with people, rather than going into it and thinking, I want to make this person angry or I want to completely change their opinion, you should go into it thinking, I want to give them a new perspective. Because while yeah. they might not change their mind on their like what they believe in, they might be like, oh. Well, I never thought about it that way before. I can see why you believe that. And then you kind of end the stigma around like your beliefs and, you know, people will like respect you a lot more. I think if you have that approach. Yeah. And I know um, there was something that you were saying also like relating to kind of what you just said there of like, even if you don't end up agreeing with the person at the end of the discussion, you can see where they're coming from. And I think that that's something that I realized too is, um, I think it was uh, John Ray Clemens came to speak at one of our school's lunch and learns, which are like where we bring a guest in during lunch and we um, kind of hear them speak about topics or yeah, just kind of things like that. And he said that we all like, no matter what party you subscribe to, we all tend to want like the same core values. You know, we want like yeah. safety, yeah. we want health, we want love, we want like for the most part, you know, like there are some people that just don't want those things. But I would say the majority of human beings want those things. And we have different methods of going about um, doing them. And it's it's also I like what you said earlier about like the police brutality issue of like, this is our common grounds. Like we all agree this, you know, and I think it's a similar thing with gun control. Like we all agree that there needs to be a better process of getting guns. So how can we find like this, um, you know, like common ground there? And so I, I think that that was just so important. And again, what you were saying about like the conversations. Mm -hmm. um, and so can you go in a little bit deeper about like the civil conversations and maybe some experiences that you've had? I've had really like great experiences with having civil discussions with people who like I thought may not 
have like respected me as much. Like I, I love when people post on their stories and they're like, Hey, I'm genuinely curious, like why certain people believe this. If this is what you stand for, can you like, can you DM me and like explain it to me? And they'll usually be like really kind about it. And I like, I really, really appreciate that. And I think having these discussions does help you realize like we kind of want the same thing. We just don't want to go about it, you know, the same way. And I think that um, understanding that you can't define a party by the extremists is so important. Because I think when you have more discussions with people, you realize that you would agree on a lot more than you would think. Mm-hmm. Because you see people like, I don't know, Lady Bidette's old Hannah on TikTok, and you're like, oh my God, these people are crazy. But when you like, when you see like the moderates on each side, side, because I consider myself a moderate, you're like, they are actually a pretty respectable person. I see where they're coming from. And, you know, I've just appreciated all the civil discussions I've had. And one person I really appreciate is Miss Smithfield because she's a Democrat, but she opens the library to have those like discussions during lunch where it is just, you sit down and have civil discussions with people. It's not an argument. It's not a debate. It's just a sharing of ideas. And like, I've gotten so many different perspectives from those. And like Miss Smithfield is just wonderful. Like she is a Democrat who follows lots of like conservatives on Twitter because she wants like her ideas to be challenged. She wants to, you know, see what other people believe. And I think, you know, one thing I have been seeing a lot is normalize changing your beliefs. That is so important. Yes. I think before people didn't accept that they're like, well, you said this in the past, like it's a hypocrite for you to say it now, but I think it's so important that you let people change their beliefs. And I'm like really thankful that we do have social media for some part because defunding the police is something I never would have thought of in the past. Like, I don't think I ever realized exactly how much money the police were given. And then when I see like all these different like comparisons, I'm like, okay, like that's, that makes sense. Like if I had just heard defund the police, I might've been a bit skeptical about it at first. But then when I see like, when I see all this information and I look into it, I'm like, yeah, I think it would be beneficial to, you know, give more money to like social workers and people who can help with mental health so that, so that we don't need the police as much as we do. Yeah. One thing that, um, it was, it was a graphic that I found, um, really helpful to me because again, I think that it's, it's hard to know what everything means and to know the stories behind things if you're not educating yourself. Cause I think that just hearing defund the police, it can be a confusing thing. You know, you, you may not understand fully what that means. Cause I know I didn't fully understand what that oh, means, yeah. um, you know, and so I, I saw a graphic that kind of said what you were just saying about giving money to social workers and all these things. And that was what I wanted to post on my story. And that was what I wanted to push out because um, it, yeah, it promotes education. And I think that that's something that's just so important. Again, like we've been saying this whole time is just educating yourself and educating others. Cause a lot of times on social media, I said this before and I'll say it again, it can be a little bit of an echo chamber. It's a lot of the same people that you agree with, but I think um, you have at least a couple people tend to that don't share the same opinions as you. So even if you just post something um, that's yeah, educational, I would say that's, that's what I try to stick to, not things that are just so one-sided and so harsh. And I, again, like what you were saying about don't stereotype um, about the extremes and yeah, normalize changing your opinion. Cancel culture, I think, is something that should be reserved for people like Harvey Weinstein, people like, yeah, I think, I think that people who 
um, are learning and growing. I think that, you know, um, intelligence kind of comes from ignorance. Like if you were never ignorant, you're never going to grow to have that knowledge. And so I think that, yeah, just normalize that growth. And also kind of going back to our um, school, we go to a very liberal-minded, very democratic school. And so I was wondering how the stereotypes and kind of things there have affected you um, at our school. Um, yeah, for sure. So I think with, for the most part, more of the moderate Republicans like myself aren't as vocal about it. And I think it's the really radical ones who do post a lot mm -hmm. and kind of you know, define our party, which I think is like completely unfair. We have the Young Republicans Club. It's not a large group at all. It's like probably around 10 people. Um, but I mean, it's nice. I've liked being a part of it. You know, we get to discuss things. We've, you know, we usually get to discuss things with the Young Democrats. And I love the Young Democrats group a lot. Like for the most part, they're all very open-minded. Mm -hmm. It's wonderful to be able to discuss with them. And I like that our school does have the opportunity to have a Young Republicans Club because I've talked to a lot of people at other schools who don't have Young Republicans. They have Young Democrats, but they don't have Young Republicans. And I think it's because a lot of Republicans are scared to express their views because of, you know, these hurtful stereotypes. Yeah. And so, yeah, my experience is I am usually not very vocal about my opinion because of that. I don't want to be defined, you know these stereotypes and I think that I just if I had the opportunity to you know like explain myself explain what I believe in then it would be a completely different thing but lots of the time you don't have the opportunity to do that um, I am grateful to go to though because for the most part everyone at that school is super reminded super respectful and loving and like I'm great so so grateful to be at um, and with like all the opportunities again like what I was talking about earlier like the lunch discussions it's so wonderful and I d have not been hated on for my political views as much which I, I again I'm like super grateful for and I think it's because when I do have discussions with people like again we do realize that we agree on a lot more than you know we thought and you know I think when we have discussions like again like I've said this a lot but when we have discussions you begin to, you know, understand where someone's coming from. You begin to understand that, like, you can't define a party by the radicals. Yeah, and I think it's, it's. I know we talked about this earlier, it's like, there are not as many Republicans that are Trump supporters as, you know, oh, Democrats like to believe. I know. I exactly. Like, I feel like Trump supporters should be their own party, kind of. Like, I feel like they're <laughs> a completely different thing. Like, I've seen lots of people, they're like, are you like, are you a conservative? Or are you a conservative who doesn't support Trump? And I'm like, that's fair. I think that's fair. I think that helps like, you know, mm -hmm. differentiate the group here. Because I feel like at this point, if you still support Trump as a person, it's like, it's kind of unfair. And again, this is, a, this is still a discussion you could have with people like, like, why yeah. do you still support Trump? I just want to know, not like going into it, like, in a that is, and I know yeah. you really, it's kind of hard to do that when you feel really strongly about something. But again, you just, you just kind of need to get that, you know, alternative perspective. Again, because, yeah, not everybody has seen the same information that we all have, as hard as it is to believe. Um, or maybe not, again, not we all have, but not that you and I have, you know. Um, not everybody has access to that, or maybe not 
access, but not everybody has seen it because of, um, you know, like again, these social media echo chambers, they may only see what they believe um, and they may only see what they're agreeing with. And so, yeah, I, I agree with that sharing the perspective. And I also agree with what you said, like about those um, discussions. And I think that, yeah, having one-on-one -on -one discussions is one of the most important things I think that you can do because it humanizes like the other party. Like a lot of times, you know, like we don't say like, oh, this one Republican or, oh, this one Democrat. We say mm -hmm. Republicans and we say Democrats. And so then when you have these discussions one-on-one, -on -one, it really, it, it has like a, um, yeah, like a humanization of it too. Yeah. And I, I do know, yeah. Oh no, go ahead. Okay. Yeah. And like, I think both, I think both <laughs> parties are like so guilty of like attacking the other side and creating these hurtful stereotypes and being unwilling to talk to people. And, um, I think what I've been seeing a lot too is being like, I've seen both parties do this so much. Like I've never seen an attractive liberal. I've never seen an attractive conservative. And it, like, that just has nothing to do with politics. Like, tell me how you're going to like, tell me how you're going to fix the political climate. Tell me how you're going to like help this certain issue by calling people ugly. It doesn't do anything. It further polarizes them. Like this one guy on TikTok, his major points are always by doing this, you are just going to further polarize them. If you want people to like agree with you, hating on them is not going to do anything for them. And you were talking about cancel culture earlier, like denying someone like they're like going to a good college because they like said the N-word in a song in seventh grade because they didn't understand how bad it was is like completely unfair. I think if you continue to use the N-word in a derogatory way after people, like after you've seen how hurtful that word is, that's a completely different thing. But when you don't understand, I think it's important to educate them and tell them why they cannot say that word, why it is so hurtful to the black community. Like that is so much more important than like not giving them the chance to understand because again, by canceling them, you are like further polarizing them. You're just gonna make them, you know, kind of, despise you even more and you know people who block people on social media who don't agree with them that does no good you're not getting your opinion to anyone except people who agree with you so how is that going to help like how are people more how are you going to help this issue unless you're just preaching to like a bunch of people who already think the same thing yeah no i i totally agree i i've seen a lot of people um like unfollowing people who support a specific candidate or things like that. And I'm like, well, firstly, people can stay educated by following a lot of people. You don't have to agree with them. That doesn't mean that you support somebody necessarily. But also, um, I, I so agree with what you're saying earlier. And I think, I think it might have been George Washington. Don't quote me on that. But he was talking about how um, political parties, like having things be so partisan, is one of the things that will like break down the country. And it's true because it, we just, um, and I think, you know, that's like, a lot of just our politics and our political system is pitting the other side against each other. That's how you win the vote, you know? Um, and so, but it doesn't really do a lot of good for our nation as a whole, because if you're just pitting each other, I mean, pitting one another, um, like against, I mean, pitting yourself against one another, there you go. Um, then you're not, you're not making that progress. And yeah, I mean, again, what you're saying, it's, there's people that I think, think that they're like quirky little jokes like ah ha ha like this whole party blah 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 but it's it's so it's like yeah you might mean it as a little petty joke but in that at the end of the day um it's it's 
it goes against everything that you should be for, you know, yeah. of, of like learning. And there's, there is a still a sense of unity and that we are all under the same system, you know? Um, mm-hmm. And I think that once we begin to view the parties in our, um, yeah, just our politics as a bit more of a spectrum than a black and white thing. Cause that's, yeah. that's like the thing is like, I, like, I don't know anybody that's like, because again, there is no really like list of like, this is exactly what Democrats believe. This is exactly what Republicans believe. Cause n- I don't think like anybody's going to fully agree with either thing on every moral and every issue, even if you did make any list, you know, there's people yeah. that are like, okay, I lean more this way and I lean more that way. And that also can change, you know, mm-hmm. it's, I think that that's, that's so important to recognize. Um, and I know there was um, something that had happened when there was um, our club sign up like day at our school. And I know that for the majority of your experience, again, has been very good, but I was wondering if you could touch on that just for a minute. Yes. So we did have, so we had two separate signups and I was working during lunch. I didn't get to work all of fifth period because I was taking a Latin test, but when I finished, I went back and worked the stand and we had some people who vandalized our signup sheet um, they like wrote some like silly email down, like kind of making fun of us. I think they ended up using the D word in their email, which I think says a lot, of, a lot more about them as a person than it does me. I would never say that word. I would never write it down. And I think again, that's this like whole stereotype thing. And yeah, I, they did vandalize our sheet. I didn't go to the administration about it. I knew who it was. I very well could have gone to the administration, but I you know, I think being respectful and being the bigger person um, is, you know, a, was just the right thing to do. I knew it was just a joke. They found it funny. They were freshmen. They didn't understand that, you know, at Hume Fog, we are very accepting to everyone, and that includes people with different beliefs as you. So I, I let it go, but hopefully in the future, we don't have that experience again, because I really want to help people have civil discussions that's something that I'm like really really passionate about and I want both parties to you know be able to tolerate each other and not have that in the like occur in the future yeah no I agree and that's that's not to like call anybody out or to bring negative energy into it I just wanted to also note that because it's like things like that I think um also, they can, they stick with you a little bit, you know, and it's, it's, mm-hmm. it just goes, it goes against, again, what we were saying so much this whole time about civil discussions and about seeing the other side as like, uh, yeah, just like humanizing them and really trying to understand where people are coming from and not stereotyping based on extremes, because uh, that's what you hear about on both sides, whatever news you seek out, whatever news you listen to, you're going to hear about the other side and their extremes. Yeah, no, and I think it's really important to, like, like you said, understand that just because you, like, affiliate yourself with a certain party does not mean you agree with everything that they stand for, and, like, like you said, there's not a set list, but there is technically, like, things that, like, you know, each party, like, technically believes in, and when I was looking um, at the list of, you know, what the Republican Party stands for, um, it did say anti-gay marriage, and I really wish that the Republican Party would change their stance on that officially, because I, most Republicans, like, just don't care. They're like, you know, what you want, it doesn't matter. Because, I mean, that's usually what conservative is, small government, you know, do your own thing. The government should not be controlling you. And if you're a conservative, 
I don't think it's fair that you're anti-gay marriage, but also think that the government should not be involved in your life. Like that's just really, really hypocritical. And you should be able to call out your own party when they do something wrong, when they do something you don't think is fair, but again, in a more civil way. So like, you're just like, hey, I don't think it's fair that you're using like the Bible to justify politics. There's a reason we have separation of church and state. You know, your own personal religious beliefs should not affect someone else's rights. It's not fair. And I think that like Republicans especially do that a lot. They're very religious and they tend to get the Bible involved with politics. And I think scripture, like any scripture in general, religion just needs to stay out of politics. And when you are very religious, it's kind of hard to do that when you get into politics to just sit there and say, okay, this is politics. I need to keep my own like faith out of this. Sorry. Yeah. Um, I, I'm a Christian too. And I think that, yeah, I, there's so many things I, and, um, specifically for Christianity, I would say the number one thing to take away from that is love others. Um, and so I think that, uh, yeah. And so I think that trying to cherry pick, um, scripture and trying to cherry pick all these different things is not helpful. And I do agree. It's, your religion drives your morals and I think politics has a lot of overlap with morals but I do agree with what you were saying um trying to use that to justify certain things like that I mean you could use um almost I would say any religion to justify most things you know you can use the bible to justify murder you can literally take scripture and manipulate it into whatever you want and it's just like a hypocritical thing to you know cherry pick bible verses I mean like you can't say you know, everyone is going to hell when you've lied before because lying is a sin, stealing is a sin. So in that case, you're going to hell too. Everyone would be going to hell. But the biggest thing about like, you know, the Bible is forgiveness, preaching forgiveness, you know, love everyone no matter what. Right. And it's, it's like, it's like we, yeah, it's like, again, things that like are so small is like lying. It's like you, there's no um, like magnifying glass to any specific quote-unquote thing that you do and again there's just so many things it's like uh, yeah just the biggest thing of like cherry picking and um things like that I think that that goes along with stereotypes not only of you know like politics but stereotypes of like religion too and I think that again having these discussions have like truly trying to understand what the other people a believe what they're coming from understanding that not everybody is the same you're going to hear different things from one person and another person it's just all very different and it changes from person to person. So I think that that's really important. And Margo, um, kind of just to close it up, do you have any like final tips or maybe just summarizing the tips that you've given on how to have those really civil discussions and listen to other people? Yeah, so like the biggest thing I want people to take away is, you know, is cutting toxic stereotypes just in any sense. You know, if you see someone say something that you don't necessarily agree with, you know, like, ask them about it, you know, talk to them about it, explain why you believe some, like a different way. And, you know, it can give them a new perspective why they might, while they might not, you know, change their views. I think having that ultimate perspective and understanding, you know, where the other side is coming from is so, so important. And when you like, when you go into it in a kind and respectful and more like, I want to learn way, like you're going to have a much nicer conversation instead of just you know, blocking the person, you know, saying rude things to them, like posting about them when they don't know about it. Like that's, that's just so unfair. And, you know, you know, keep posting your own beliefs, but before you do that, you know, make sure you like look into it and make sure that everything you're posting is true. And I think 
you know, using social media to, to like open up your platform for discussion, you know, asking people to talk to you, you know, just like making sure that you say, like, I just want to know where you're coming from and just getting that other perspective will, you know, really help end the, the toxic political climate. Yeah. And I think um, it's, again, as young people, it's, it's our job to kind of fix that and to work on that and to create that open dialogue. And I so agree with what you were saying of just coming at it from, I want to hear where you're coming from, because that um, allows for a reciprocation of that same respect. So Marvin, thank you so much for coming on today. Yeah, this course. is a wonderful thank discussion. You. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, guys, I hope you guys have a wonderful day and remember to share with your friends and anyone who may want to listen. Thanks so much. Bye.